Welcome to the Agile Coffee Podcast. My name is Vic Bonacci. This is episode 55 of the Agile Coffee Podcast, now part of the Agile Podcast Network, the collection of the best Agile-centric podcasts all in one place. And today, we're not kidding. They are all in one place. I'm going to go around the room here in just a moment and introduce everyone, but you're going to hear just about all the members of our network. Remember, you can find out more about the Agile Podcast Network by going to our website, agilepodcastnetwork.com, or following us on Twitter at AgilePodNet. The content for today was recorded on-site in San Diego at the Global Scrum Gathering San Diego on April 11th. 2017. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Agile Coffee Podcast featuring the Podcasters Panel, live from SG Cal. Agile Coffee. Agile Coffee. All right, welcome to the SG Cal Podcast Panel. I'd like to begin by introducing all of the participants. First of all, on Skype, we have Corey Bryan from the Deliverate Cast, Ryan Ripley from Agile for Humans, and Josh Anderson from the Metacast. Joining us live in the audience here, we have Bob Galen, also from the Metacast. We have Dr. Dave Cornelius from Nalshare sitting out there a few rows back in the audience. Here at the table with me, we have Bob Payne from the Agile Toolkit podcast, Paul Winia from the Agile Games podcast, which he co-hosts with Laura Powers. And myself, Vic Bonacci, from the Agile Coffee Podcast. Everybody's Twitter handle, as well as any other show notes, will be available on my website at agilecoffee.com slash episode 55. So welcome, everybody, to the podcast panel. Yay! Yay! Here's where I switch mics. The reason that uh, that I wanted to do this, one, was to see if we can do it. And, and as you can see, we're... Just about there. So I'm, I'm counting this as a success so far. Yes. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was would have been a great idea because, you know, I've been involved with this um, SG Cal as, as the chair. So I really wanted to put my own stamp on on the program here. And I thought this would be a unique way to do that. Um, as far as content goes, I think having us up here um, available to answer questions uh, is a good start. So I'm not sure who in the audience has questions about podcasting. I'm guessing because you came, maybe you do have some questions. But um, I'm just going to kind of leave the questions up to whoever wants to ask or if we want to ask anything of each other or just talk about our experiences. Really, it's anything goes. So thanks. I think Bob probably wanted to ask, what's a podcast, right? That was his first question. <laughs> How much preparation do you just wing it or do you... And just to repeat, how much preparation do you do for a given episode? Do you wing it or do you prepare? And Bob, Bob Payne, to my right, has the first response. Uh, so if you've ever heard my podcast, you know I do absolutely no prep uh, and it shows. Uh, they're mostly just conversational um, and I say I'm a lot, so it's really fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I guess it kind of depends on whether we're doing an interview or if it's just Laura and I, Laura Powers is, is my co-host. So if it's just Laura and I, we usually figure out what our topic is and what some of the points are that we want to hit, and we'll hit those. If it's an interview, we try to usually send out four or five questions that we expect to ask 
of the guest and so that they can have a little little bit of prep. But whether or not we ever get to any of those questions is uh, is another matter. How about these guys? Uh, start with Ryan. Do you do any prep for your podcasts? We do none. And so Agile for Humans is about individuals and interactions. We try not to script it. Uh, we keep it pretty free-flowing. We get smart people on, and they do smart things and make me look good. So that's that's how we do it. <laughs> and Corey? Uh, I do prep work. I, <laughs> I, I, I do the minimum amount of prep work that I can to sound intelligent. Um, I have bullet points and I have things that I read um, so I can talk about the topic or talk about who I want to. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I don't script it. It's just a little bit of bullet points. And then we have Josh to answer his podcast partner's own question. Yeah. So I think Bob's asking this question just cause he always wants to prepare more. And I'm always like, let's just wing it. We're so good at it. We've done a hundred episodes. Let's just keep rolling with it. Uh, so he's always on my butt trying to prep more. He's sending me emails and all these things like, hey, here's a great topic. And I ignore it. And then he comes in and, you, and then we figure out what, what we're going to talk about. Do you tell him the topics before you go in to record? Uh, we generally, when he sits down in front of the mic, we start talking about ideas. And then it gets to, hey, do you think that's good enough for us to talk for 45 minutes? And sometimes it's like, yeah, we got this. Sometimes like, yeah, I think we can make that work. And then it sorts itself out in the end. We just let Bob get rolling, and then I just zip my lip, and everything just magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And what I like about the Metacast is sometimes you capture some of those um, funny asides, funny moments, and you use those in the beginning. And there's it's a lot more stuff in there that Bob doesn't let me share. So there is some more magic, <laughs> some gold that for the right amount of money, I could share. That's great. <laughs> Patreon level. So any questions out there to get us started? Yeah, in the back. Um, your guests, is it just your personal network, or do you, do you scour LinkedIn, do you search the web? How do you actually prepare for, how do you source your leads of, of who you're going to invite to the show? Uh, I'll go first. The, the few guests that I have had on, uh, mostly it's people I've worked with. Uh, sometimes it's people that I follow on Twitter and try to have a conversation with uh, to start with. And so I've interviewed a couple authors, Jeff Watts, Roman Pitchler. Um, just to talk about their books that they came out with, uh, but just reach out and establish a relationship with. So they're far outside of my network, um, but I'm glad they said yes. And, and yeah, follow up to that question. I mean, when you do reach out, is it just a simple one-line email or, or you know, do you give them a lot of information on what it is you're trying to accomplish? Um, usually the first contact is just a, hey, would you like to be a guest on my podcast. We talk about product ownership and I'm interested in your book. And if they say yes, then it's a longer conversation, maybe an email with some details about a date and that type of stuff. Anyone else uh, want to talk about that? Ryan has a lot of guests. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm not afraid to just ask. And so most of the guests, they do something cool and I reach out and we try to get them on. Um, A lot of it's just my friends. So Amitai Schleier, Zach Boniker, you know, those guys are on quite a bit. Um, But really, you know, even when, when we reached out to Bob Galen, I just have a ton of respect for him. I love his product owner book. And I reached out and said, Hey Bob, let's do a podcast. And, and what's surprising is everyone, I've never had a no. And so it's such a, it's such a, a generous community that typically if you ask, someone will help you. How about you guys? Uh, mine was always uh, in the halls at Agile conferences or whatever conference I had to happen to be at. Um, I rarely have done a recorded 
podcast where I'm on Skype or, or a more structured podcast. It's always been, Hey, you know, grab, grab somebody in the halls. Uh, early on, it was folks that I didn't know. Uh, and actually that was a way, part of my reason and interest in doing them was so I could, you know, talk to the word Cunningham's and the Bob Martins, um, early on. And, and, and then it just became, uh, sort of the network, uh, of folks that I, I knew and, um, grew from there. But yeah, for me, it's, I mean, it's obviously because it's, I'm focused on agile games. It's people from the the game space and people from the game uh, conferences and things like that are, are where I find a lot of the the guests and uh, or people that I've you know done training with in the past. Yeah, and for me, um, because I do a lot in the community uh, and it's all face to face when I record, it's typically people that I know that I, that are local with me or you know like like he, like Bob was saying, if I go to a conference and I bring my portable setup. Um, I might gather enough people in the room and it's easy enough to say, um, do you want to do a lean coffee that will record as opposed to kind of interview for you for a podcast uh, with the latter? There's a little bit more hesitancy. To, uh, oh my gosh, what do I have to say? As opposed to saying, you want to do a lean coffee? Oh, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, that's fun. That sounds like fun. Let's do that. I will say though, to answer your question, I've seen more people on the far extreme where they will like have a script. Um, uh, help me with his name. Is it Bosco? Duarte, uh, who has the Scrum Masters toolbox, toolbox right? Yep. And um, a number of us, I think, have been uh, interviewed and on his show. And what he does is he prepares, uh, he's got a template that he sends to people. And has, he says, these are the, the five or six types of questions that I'm going to ask. And it's going to be a 45-minute interview. And then he takes that recording and he chops it up into a smaller bite-sized podcast so he can have a Monday through Friday release. Uh, like five different interviews coming out. So he's got a lot of prep that he's put into it and he's given his guests the chance to understand what the talking points are going to be in advance. So, why You know, I- Vic, I, I've actually, I've always thought Vasco had a clever format. It seems like it'd be the easiest one to turn into a book. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because you can have a, a whole book on just like his Monday podcast answers or at least, you know, a good section of the book on just the Monday and then the Tuesday questions, but you're right. So there was another question here, right? Yeah. So I'm just wondering, so, okay, you're going to record these podcasts. So are you doing just in time releasing of the podcast or are you kind of (laughs) building a pipeline so that you're kind of continually releasing content? How do you determine frequency and how do you maintain that momentum? That's a really great question, and I think I'd defer to Ryan on this one. I think that of all of us in here, Ryan, I, 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 I want to say you're the Iron Man of the podcasts going on these days. <laughs> yeah, so I just don't sleep anymore. That's the, that's the short answer. But um, I have a pipeline. I try to keep two or three ahead. Um, I know what the um and o's and, and lo- the long ands look like for most of our community now, so I do a lot of editing. Um, like right there, that would get cut out in my podcast. But uh, it's just, it's one of those where I've set a, I think we all have set a high bar for quality. That takes time. And so there is, there is a lead time to it. Typically I have five to six hours of work into each episode. And so typically I can get one a week out pretty comfortably. I've wanted to do more, but with small children, family activities, you know, I like spending time with my wife. You know, so those kind of things, you know, keep me to one episode a week. Yeah, I mean, five or six hours, Paul and I were talking about that last night. That seems about right. Um, and that's post-production. It's not really involved in pre-production yeah. or, or actually recording in my case. 
as far as a workflow goes, I like maybe two years ago when I was into it and I was consistent, I was getting two out a month. I was every other week or so getting one out, but I never had like three in a backlog. I'd have maybe, maybe two in a backlog, one that I was editing and one that I had recorded that's kind of gathering dust. But then I found that when I get busier in my life, I just have to put a stop to recording for a while because it's going to take my pipeline is going to take a long time to get through. Yeah, for me, I've usually got a couple. I try to keep a couple in the pipeline because with Laura being in San Francisco and me in San Diego, it's not always easy for us to get together. Mm -hmm. So if she's traveling or I'm traveling, I won't be able to record one. So I always try to have some in the pipeline and I usually try to get it out about every two weeks, but sometimes... Sometimes three weeks. Yeah, Dave. How do you start? Great question. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people would want. To know. How do you start one? Yeah. How and and even why? Why would you want to start? Maybe that's a different question. But but the how to start is just. Um, I think it depends on what type of a person you are. Are you a Mac user or a PC user? I think really that defines a lot about uh, <laughs> how you might want to start technically. Because I think uh, I think that Macs, and I'm, I'm on the PC side, but I think that Macs have a lot more um, ability to just plug and play. Um, just yeah. it's really it's easy. It's really easy on an Apple computer. You mm. can you can export it and then go make it write a podcast right I, away. I know a lot of people use GarageBand, and that's kind of Garage right out of the box. Exactly. Well, yeah, even someone like Mark Marin, you know, who probably got one of the biggest podcasts out there. He, records it all in GarageBand. The only thing I think you really need is a microphone of decent quality and an idea and hit record and just talk because your first ones are going to suck. Um, they'll get better as you go, but just put it out there and keep going. Well, and and let me offer something to the audience and to the gentleman who asked the question. Um, if you're in this room and you're on this panel and you just asked a question, you're now on a podcast. So you've already started. So now the question is, how are you going to sustain it? Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bar has been um, set for you now, so you've got to deliver. I think the the, the other question that uh, that I kind of threw out there is like, why would you? Why do you want to start? Um, you know, what's that? What's that? How moment um, or the why moment? I think for you is is an interesting one to ask too. Like, what made each of us start our own podcasts? Uh, and let's start here with Bob. What made you start? <laughs> The Agile Toolkit. Um, that's that's a, a, a decent question, one one I've thought about uh, for a long time, uh, and I don't know that I have a super solid answer. I mean, I was a sort of uh, I enjoyed audio stuff. I was in a band uh, as a as a kid, and mostly there were a lot of hallway conversations happening, especially on those uh, those early Agile conferences. I started in two thousand and five, and Part of it was just to actually create a little bit of space to, to have a little more formal conversation because uh, I am, especially at a conference, super easily distracted. And when I had the, re when I had the mic in front of me, it was like the talking stick. It's like, I know I'm here. I'm going to be here until this conversation is and ends. And the interesting thing with mine is I was thinking about as you talked about the pipeline, I was sort of an input only device. Like I would do a whole bunch of recordings because that was the piece that I liked. And then I, then they would sit in the can for months and months with no post production, no release. Uh, and then I, you know, I'd get, get a, um, uh, get a bug in my ass and, and finally get them out there. Um, and, and now, you know, it's sort of because time has gotten weird. It's dried up to like maybe one or two, 
three a year, uh, whereas, you know, early in the first seven years, I think it was about 170 um, interviews and podcasts. But um, I, it was mostly just to create that conversation and, and sort of capture it. But um, for me, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, yeah. as you and I discussed last night. And really, I had to what what could be my unique take on it, what would be a little different from all the other agile podcasts out there. And that's where I kind of came to the, the games because that's something that I'm passionate about and do a lot. So, and there wasn't an agile games one out there. So here at the conference, I ran into um, Daniel Golo, who's a CST, a certified scrum trainer. I was thinking he might join us, but it uh, looks like he, he couldn't make it here today. But uh, the reason that I was excited to have him on board is because he's a certified trainer and I wanted to ask him that question to see if it's had any impact, him doing his podcast, on getting people to attend his training sessions or maybe his work out there as a coach if he does anything like that. Can anyone speak to that? Has that, uh, the fact that you've got a platform Galen can. podcast. Ask Bob. Yeah. Who, who's that? Bob Galen. Ask oh. him. Make him say that the talk. <laughs> well, there you go, Bob. We're putting you on the spot. Um, can you hear me from back here? Can, do I have We're to... moving the mic. I'm so edit on this. Okay. <laughs> Some of us. <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think there's a direct. I, I use it a lot as a, a lot as a reference in classes. Mm. Uh, like I blog a lot, and I and I podcast a lot, and I try to, and I think in terms of giving to a community. So I, I one of my drivers for for the Metacast is one having fun with Josh. So I'm, I'm sort of answering the question for Josh and I. Uh, we just enjoy each other. I can't speak for him. So I enjoy his company. Uh, <laughs> and I have, and we have fun. Josh is shaking his head no. Exactly. <laughs> so, so he doesn't enjoy my, So I, I, don't, I, I don't really see a revenue mm-hmm. uptick. Uh, folks don't reference that. But that's not my goal. Uh, now, my goal is to counter. I do reference it a lot. Even uh, I've just done a, a Cal class. And uh, in in the materials, I find myself referencing, you know, podcasts, you know, go follow up on this. This might have an interesting uh, snippet. Sometimes I even give timestamps like, you know, around minute 30 is something that you might find valuable. Um, but the short answer is no. But mm-hmm. that's not why I that's not why I did it anyway to start with. Um, and I don't think Daniel. I mean, I listened to his podcast uh, I, I, I think he was, it's more for information distribution. The other thing I think it's branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in terms of building, and this is a weird idea, but I think in terms of, and we had a Metacast about this, is building your brand. And I, I, I think it's good whether you're independent or not, uh, no matter what you're doing, working for a company. I think it's, I think in the agile community, it's, it's a good thing to, to do some brand building, to think of yourself as a brand, yeah. uh, to invest in yourself. Yeah, um, that that certainly had an effect uh, on on me long term. Just being being more well known in the community. Um, I had one confirmed uh, sale over the over the twelve years now. So, uh, you know, it, it, it would not be the reason to to uh, to go into it. Uh, but um, you know, I, I think I'm certainly built up some name recognition over yeah. the years. I recall Ryan and I were were talking about that briefly at one time, and. Uh, just wondering if that was the case um, for people who were CSTs or in other form, in other ways where, like you just said, they have to build up their brand, but then they have to, they can then leverage that 
brand to find more work or something. Mm-hmm. So good. What other questions are out there? Anyone else? Uh, has anyone started a podcast? The, the people that I don't know, I'm looking at the room at. Have you guys started your own podcast or thought about starting your own podcast then? Oh, yeah. You have a question? Yeah, go for it. So you make your first podcast and you stick it out there somewhere on the Internet. Yeah. Um, what happens next? Do you, did you guys actually and do you currently market your podcast to try to get more viewers or do you just let it kind of organically grow? What an amazing way for me to uh, segue into welcome to the Agile Podcast Network, the collection of the best and brightest podcasts in the Agile world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obliged to say that because uh, most of us in the room are part of what we call that uh, so that we can kind of help us promote Mm -hmm. each other. So I I don't know if that goes toward answering your question, but... Um, does anyone else want to take a stab at answering the question there? Yeah. Um, so when Bob and I started, it was seven years ago. and We always joke that it was his wife and my mom were the only people that actually listened to the episodes. But it was just our passion of getting together and talking about things we cared about. And over time, our listeners just kept growing. So it gets back to the why. Why are you doing it? And for Bob and I, it was just A, to get together and have fun and B, to talk about things we cared about and trying to help folks. And over time, it eventually grew. And now with the network, that's that, that's helping everyone. So um, we marketed passively just social media, but that's all tied in with the podcast host I have. I hit publish and it goes to everything. I don't do a lot of work with that. It just kind of happens. Maybe that's why our numbers aren't as big as some people, but that's. That's that's how we've done it. It's grown organically for us. Not even my wife or mom listen to it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've seen my numbers steadily going up over the, over the last three years. I think maybe one episode might have about three or four hundred listeners. Actually, maybe a little bit more by now. Last time I checked, I think on on the day where I release it, uh, it spikes up to a, over the in the 400 somewhere and then the next day there's more people that download it but that's just because people's podcast app is set yeah. to automatically it's, download yeah it's really hard to know how many people have actually actually listened that uh, is that is one hard I, thing about uh, yeah. itunes anyway you can't really find reliable stats so, so you can right. see so, so what excites me real quickly yeah. is, is like if i ever see a click or I listen in like another country, like Iceland, someone in Iceland, an Eskimo in Iceland listened to the Metacast <laughs> once and then never again, they were scarred. Or Germany, for, for a few, for half of a year, a year, mm-hmm. we were, most of our listeners were in Germany. I'm like, what the heck is that about? So as you see, so as you sort of look at the sphere of influence, it's one of the, it's just a neatness factor from my point of view that it's not just the U.S. That, that the technology gives you this global presence and, and you want to think in terms of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You kind of touched on this just now. Part of my question was going to be, you know, so, okay, I'm thinking podcasts in the traditional sense, like when, whenever that, the advent of that was with the iPod, you know, 12, yeah. 15 years ago. Um, you know, yeah, the, the medium was through the iTunes store and it, that's a component of it still, but people use podcasts more loosely is kind of big MP3s hosted somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So what other methods of delivery outside of iTunes do you find generate uh, traffic? Great, great question. So I know a lot of people are now putting it onto the Google Play platform. I haven't gone there yet. I go through iTunes and Stitcher is another one. Um, those are the only two main channels that I've been using 
Do any of you guys use Google Play or YouTube yet? Anything like that? I, I, I post videos on YouTube, but they those get no no traction. The, okay. the audio still does. Well, and and the good thing about iTunes is if you publish it there, it goes out to a lot of the apps. Right. A lot of the apps point to iTunes, and that's how they get it. Yeah, that's the number one. If you get it on iTunes, you get it just about everywhere else. Um, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those things are also options, but iTunes is the one you need to be in. Do you all host on um, – uh, I use Libsyn for hosting, which yeah. is kind of the, the same 300-pound gorilla. Yeah, Yeah. same. Yeah. Lib- same. Libsyn? Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. Yeah. And for those of you in the room, if you want to ask questions after we're offline, I can write things down for you too. But yeah, uh, Paul, I, I use SoundCloud is where I hosted at. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, mm-hmm. I use the Blueberry app um, because my my website is a WordPress website, so I use the Blueberry app, which helps sync up my podcast from Libsyn. I take the the URL, push it in my Blueberry app, and it sends it to the RSS feeds for me. Yeah, Libsyn yeah. and so, Blueberry are the two highest rated hosts usually for podcast maybe that's why josh can't get mine on to the agile podcast network is because i'm using soundcloud and uh... i'm working on it i'm working on it (laughs) (laughs) well we do have um one of the shows the um reflection as a service paul merrill's um show is on there i think right yeah yeah the the uh, next frontier for us and bob and i actually did a little bit of testing with this is uh we're gonna try uh live streaming on twitch so just having that be a new channel, because to me, having young kids, um, my kids are on Twitch or they're on YouTube and that's it. So looking at how we can get into those next level media places, uh, maybe it will be just my wife and Bob's wife watching us again. Um, but that's at least a good start. And then maybe in a couple of years, that'll start to pay off. But that's. That's that next thing that we're looking at. If you're on Twitch, go are you and Bob going to be playing Dota too? Will you? Uh, <laughs> That'll be. You uh, I'm subscribing maybe. to that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just take one last question, and then we'll let everyone go. Then, uh, since we are on a, a time box here, anything else from the audience? So, how do you become a member of the Agile Podcast Network? Great question. How do we become a member? Don't ask me. <laughs> First, you have to have a an Agile podcast. Right. And then I guess just, uh, Josh, um, there's a Slack channel. Josh can probably speak to it more. Yeah. So there's a Slack channel and we've had a couple people ask this and we're so new. We're, we, we started, we launched like the first of the year. Right. So one of the things we're trying to do is figuring out, are we helping each other and are the things we're doing helping each other in the ways we want to help? So we're a little bit leery to add people just because that could, inflate numbers in specific directions and maybe the stuff we're trying to do is or isn't working. So um, that's something we've talked about because as soon as we launched it, you know, people reach out and want to be a part of it. Uh, I don't know when we'd be ready to pull folks in, but maybe it's soon, maybe it's not. That's just something we'd have to talk to other as a group because it's not just me. It was my idea, but it doesn't matter if it's my idea, right? It's these guys with these podcasts that are really, really good that, we just want to bond together and help. So it, it would be a decision that we would make together in that Slack channel, right? That's that, that's kind of the, the the room where it happens if you're a Hamilton fan. But the other thing we've talked about is like, and it's hard to mention this, but like-mindedness. Yeah. So one of the common denominators is that that uh, focus on serving a community, right? Mm-hmm. Giving to you know, everyone, serving podcasters, and not every podcaster. 
not not picking, they're serving themselves. They're trying to generate revenue. So we've talked about, but anyone who's, you know, really service-focused towards the Agile community would would be a candidate once the technology's there. The other thing is is topic areas uh, and overlap of topic areas. Right now we have, like, a really nice dish of different things. Corey has the the product owner space. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have game spaces and things like that. There's a lean coffee format. So I don't think we're I don't think we ever think in terms of exclude, you know, excluding we're so complementary. Does it make sense to have complementary folks come in and join the network? It would really benefit everyone. All right. Any any final thoughts? Anything anyone else wants to share before we wrap this up? I want to say that if you're thinking about podcasting, I encourage you to start. So if you have any questions, stick around afterwards, and we'll uh, we'll maybe sketch up the value chain or the yeah the sequence. So can we wrap up with a why? I mean, is it rewarding for everyone? I mean, is it worth it? Is the, oh podcasting itself? Yeah. What do you guys? Yeah. I mean, Not just the panel here because this panel wasn't. Is it worth it? Is it worth it for folks? What's in it for everyone? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll speak first. For me, it's totally worth it. Every time I get a chance to do it, not only from the um, the fact that I learn so much by talking to others, and then when I'm editing it, re-listening to it and learning even more, but also for me, as as Bob Payne here was saying, I come from an audio background, so the editing process is kind of a it's kind of like a little meditation for me. I, I like going back to that. So selfishly, it's worth it there. But I think the service that it provides to the community, I get people here over the last few days come up to me and they say, oh, and by the way, I love your podcast. And I'm like, really? Why? <laughs> I'm hearing you know, other people's perspective. And I said, you know, that's that's what I get out of it, hearing other people's perspective. Yeah, I, I came from an audio background too. Uh, worked in a recording studio for a few years and, and uh, musician. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I like a lot of that fiddling around with the the audio stuff too. So that's a lot of fun. But but I also just really enjoy getting the chance to interview the people and talk to the people. Yeah, for me it was the the conversations. I mean, I, I honestly uh, sounds maybe a little terrible, but um, I, I'm glad the community enjoyed it, but I really got a lot out of those conversations and, and I was happy to give it away. But, um, but to say uh, I did it primarily for the community, I think would be a, a stretch. I did it for myself and I think the community found it valuable. So, <laughs> yeah, I just like talking about product ownership and I like creating things. So it gives me an excuse to do both. Um, and sometimes it's a little, you know, the little bit of the prep work that I do, you know, I have to push myself to do it. i doing it later and later, but I'm getting better at it. So I don't have to do it as much. So it's, it's still fun for me. Yes. Like I said, Bob and I just want to laugh at each other. (laughs) If you listen to our podcast, you end up hearing us do that a lot. Um, But it's, it's, I don't think we would have done close to 120 episodes if we didn't really get something out of it. Right. And it really is giving back. That's who we are. Everybody in the network are coaches, and they just want to help, and that's all we're trying to do. So anytime someone stops me or stops Bob or stops anyone and says, hey, I love that episode, that's why we do it, right? We we are just trying to make a difference. So when we hear that feedback, that makes us want to go and do it again. So that that's that's why for us. That's a great way to end it. Um, so I want to thank everyone here for participating live and on Skype. Uh, going around the um, the interview space here, we had Josh Anderson from the Metacast, Corey Bryan from the Deliverate Cast, Ryan Ripley from Agile for Humans, Bob Payne for the from the Agile Toolkit podcast. 
Paul Winia from the Agile Games podcast, and I'm Vic Bonacci from Agile Coffee podcast. Thank you, everyone, for being here with us today. Thank you. Thanks for putting this together. And there you have it, the first Agile podcasters panel. That was that was such a fun time, and it was it was funny because it was in the midst of everything else going on around me as as co chair of this um, larger event, the Global Scrum Gathering that I'd been a part of uh, planning for the better part of the past 10 months or so. But all along, even when Kim and I first put together our proposal and sent that in to the Scrum Alliance, core to my vision was to do something around uh, highlighting this network, this rich network of podcasts that we have. We didn't, as you heard, we didn't form the podcast network until January of this past year, but still the this core group of folks, we would be listening to each other's podcasts, getting to know each other in the community and sharing these ideas. So it was just natural to want to explore that a little bit deeper if we had the chance to be together or in, in the case of what actually happened, um, have some folks join us via Skype. So it all worked out. At the time, like I said, I'd, I was running around, um, but I did manage to get enough, just enough of the technology, and even some of it worked. <laughs> Had a few issues, I think, uh, you heard through there. But I do want to give Corey Bryan a huge shout-out. Thanks to Corey, host of Deliberate Cast, to kind of fill in as as the recording person. Even though he was remote, we ended up using his copy of the Skype recording. So thanks, Corey. We made it happen, so I feel very good to have had so many of my friends and my peers join for this panel event that we had. So so kudos. That was really fun. I know I listened to it twice now, <laughs> going back, editing it, and I've got, I got so much out of it, um, and I hope that you did as well. I know that you listened to Agile Coffee for the lean coffee conversations where we, we talk about topics that just kind of emerge as we're in the room together or over Skype or whatever it may be. And and I hope to continue doing them, but I will be putting them on on a bit of a hiatus over the next couple of months. Now that the Scrum Global Gathering is in the past and I could have that bandwidth back, I'm looking forward to continuing my work with podcasts and even stepping up my game, but I'm going to be focusing away from the Agile Coffee podcast as I prepare to launch the newest podcast of mine. It's called Path. The first episode will be out in a week or so. Uh, It features Heidi Helfen, and she and I talked about her journey map how did she get to where she is now, and what it looks like for her in the future. And the reason that I'm doing this podcast path is because I want to use a lens of servant leadership so that I could investigate what does that mean, why am I drawn to it, and how can I talk about it. So I'm reaching out to people in the network and doing much more of a one-on-one interview, diving into what each of our paths look like. If that resonates with you, I encourage you to go now to iTunes and look for the podcast simply titled Path and hit subscribe.
And from Agile Coffee, I would like to once again ask you to always enjoy your coffee with friends. Agile Coffee.